It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Auburn. Appreciate having your ears as always. Zach Blackerby here with you, going solo yet again today, letting Pappas hang out with his family who came in town from where? Of course, we all know from Texas. So um, he is out uh, today, should be back tomorrow and Wednesday. We'll talk about the rest of the week coming up. It's going to be a little different with Thanksgiving. But today's show, we're going to recap this win over Tennessee may peek ahead a little bit to the Iron Bowl, and I'm just going to kind of talk and vent um, about the crushing news that came down regarding Auburn basketball on Sunday afternoon. First things first, uh, today's show brought to you by our great friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. Hey, saw a post from the folks at Fetch Me. If you're not following them on social media, you should. I uh, can get a lot of extra good deals and, and things like that. But Fetch Me turned four years old. Over the weekend. So congratulations to Harrison. He has been working his tail off growing this thing. An Auburn man. You know, I've talked to him about it before. He literally started the company. I think he was just bored in one of his business classes <laughs> while I was at Auburn. And uh, yeah, he was figuring out, you know, how, you know, to, to enhance this meal delivery system on a local level and help out specifically Auburn students. And he's done that. So um, ways you can help them and other truly local businesses throughout the Auburn, Opelike, and Lee County area. Uh, you can use promo code 10OFF. They're partnering with three uh, businesses every week. You know this. 10OFF to uh, Mama G's, Jersey Mike Subs, and Jim Bob's. I believe Jim Bob's is one of their new partners, so that's exciting. Uh, Lee and I actually ate there on Saturday. But use promo code 10OFF, 10OFF, uh, to Mama G's, Jersey Mike's, and Jim Bob's. Um, and you can use promo code Zach20 for your first delivery free. Once again, congratulations to the folks that fetched me. Um, really, really cool. Auburn beat Tennessee 30 to 17 on Saturday and kind of some mixed feelings from a lot of the fan base. I put out a tweet two or three drives into the game talking about how the offense takes a huge step back. The the big drop off drop off is the word that I used. Um, when Tank Bixby's out on the field, and it looked like his hip was really, really bothering him, went out there for another play uh, later in the game. He kind of was uh, shaking his head knowing he was coming off, so fingers crossed. Obviously, we need Tank for the Iron Bowl next week. Um, but DJ, DJ and Worm did fine. I wish, I really wish they would use Worm like a normal running back. I know he's fast. I know they want to put him on the edge. But I really wish they'd give him more in-between-the-tackle runs. But anyway, Bo Nix looked good at times. Um, Schwartz seems to get better every week. Seth is going to be so good at the next level. And with all three of those guys clicking, it's still somehow the offense just didn't seem good to me. Pro Football Focus liked this game for Auburn. That made me feel a little bit better when I was looking at some of the analytics this afternoon prepping for this show. But man, I just, oh, anyway, what, what I was saying is, so I put that tweet out and uh, I had a few folks reach out to me. It's like, yeah, you clearly don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, man, look, this Auburn offense scored 23 points against a really bad defense. Yes, the scoreboard says 30, 
We all know the pick six had nothing to do with what the offense was going to do. Props to Smoke. We'll get to the defense in a second. But just looking at the offense here, I don't know. It got better as the game went on, and Bo Nix looked more comfortable as the game went on, and, and I think he made some really, really good throws. The interception, I thought the interception was fine. He did a really good job moving his feet. He eluded a rusher, and it's like, cool, that's kind of what we want Bo Nix to do. He used his feet um, when he actually needed to. He's gotten so much better at working in the pocket, leaving the pocket when he needs to, but specifically on the interception, he used feet to create a throwing lane for himself by him time. I just, it was the right throw. It's just, he didn't account for, you know, the 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 pattern being a second behind because he had to move around the pocket. And so obviously the window closed by the time the ball got there. But um, other than that, I thought Bo looked really, really good on Saturday. He's going to have to look a lot better next Saturday for the Iron Bowl. I think this Auburn team has finally figured out how to use Schwartz. We've now seen two big plays in a row for him in uh, back-to-back games, which is exciting. I don't think they looked too rusty early. I didn't like some of the play calls in the first few drives, especially when Tank got taken off the field. But all in all, I was really, really happy with how the offense looked. It's just they got to score more than 23 points against this really, really bad Tennessee defense. So that's kind of my takeaway. And I wish Pappas was here so we could kind of talk back and forth. Pappas is kind of, you know, the, the, the glass half full kind of guy. And I just watched Saturday's game and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of guessing in my head, like what's the line for the Iron Bowl going to be? And it's like, what, 25, 26? I've seen it kind of both of those numbers and it's just like four touchdowns essentially. That's rough. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Um, am I off on this though, guys? Let me know. 205-502-4285, text or voicemail. Um, am I, I, I just didn't think the offense was good. Was it all tank? Was it scheme? Was it rust? It could have been all of those things. Look, I mean, I, I, I think when you look at it individually, like all the players did well. And let me give props to somebody here. Tayshawn Manning has become a really, really good SEC offensive lineman. I think he's been awesome. I mean, his improvement, if you want to say he's the most improved player in the SEC, I'm okay with it. Props off to Tayshawn Manning. I mean, he has really, really stepped up. I mean, you look at what he did against Kentucky. It wasn't pretty. Georgia, I mean, they were all bad. All the whole O-line was bad against Georgia. But, man, Tayshawn Manning, like, since that Saturday night game in Athens, he's just, to me, I've, I've been really, really impressed with him. Um, so I, I wanted to make sure that we gave him plenty of love. It's still a Brandon Council podcast, but Tayshawn Manning, I've been really, really impressed. Jack Bicknell has done such a good job with that group up front. Are you kidding me? But yeah, yeah. So, I mean, was I too hard on some of the other running backs when I tweeted the drop-off? Maybe so. Maybe. I mean... Tank is clearly better than everyone else. And it's like, it's not close. But from a rushing standpoint, it's like, okay, DJ, what, he got 11 touches for, gosh, was it 66? Yeah, 11 for 66. Shivers was 14 of 65. And then Tank got three touches. And he was three of 24. So, I mean, if you look, uh, DJ, you look at the average and it's like, yeah, you take six yards of carry and you run with it. 
said this earlier, Shivers. I just, I wish they would use him like a normal running back. And that's just, um, I don't know. We just haven't seen it. Let me know. 205-502-4285. You know what beer I drink when I'm watching football? I mean, everything's go, go, go. I'm watching football to relax. I'm watching football to chill. And so I reach for the beer that's made to chill. And that's Coors Light. In fact, you can get the new look Coors Light delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. But listen, it's it's as cold and refreshing, crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. I say it all the time. I love opening my fridge, seeing all those blue mountains staring back at me. Um, I think it's the way to go. It's the one I choose when I need to unwind, whether it's uh, I'm watching Auburn or, you know, I'm a big Patriots fan and boy, do the Patriots stink this year. I hate it for Cam so much. I hope he figures it out. But Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can get the new look. Delivered straight to your door. Get got get.coorslight.com. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait, find locked on college basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. All right. So moving forward now, looking at the, uh, the rest of this game, I think we now have to pivot to the defense. And to me, the defense was kind of all over the place. Um, but before we get into that, coming up this week, Michael and I, we're going to preview the Iron Bowl tomorrow. Wednesday, we're going to do our annual Thanksgiving show. Thursday on Thanksgiving, we will post our Locked On Bama crossover. And then Friday will be Ferg Friday. No days off today. Uh, obviously, the highlight is the pick six for Smoke Monday. His quote saying, like, hey, I know Jared Garantano is the kind of quarterback that loves to stare down his uh, his receivers, so I took advantage of it. Like, that's just the most, like, hey, <laughs> I got a 100-yard pick six on you. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm never going to play you again, so I can say whatever I want. I thought that was awesome. But with that being said, once again, I think I'm being too negative on this game as I look at my show outline that I have in front of me. But I think the pick six covers up a lot of things. I think it covers up a ton of things. I mean, you look at it, if that doesn't happen, they're about to score. Auburn's offense only scored 23. Tennessee then would have scored 24. I, I just, I think that, I mean, this play really changed a lot of how we're looking at this game. And I get it. It happened. Smoke Monday made a heck of a play. The rest of the defense did a great job blocking for him downfield for him to get to the other side. And, but outside of that, Smoke may have had one of his best games ever outside of his pick six. You take the pick six away and you still look at Smoke Monday and it's just like he seemed more around the football on Saturday than any game I've seen him play in. And I thought that was really, really encouraging especially when he's about to have to cover a ton next week. Now, I'll say it because Auburn Twitter and message boards are saying it. The rush defense was abysmal. With what we saw on Saturday, I mean, every time Gray got the ball, he was able to either find space 
or he was able to fall forward and get, you know, an extra five or six yards that he probably shouldn't have gotten. But, I mean, those third and long draws, it's just like, man, this defense is just different, man. It's different than what we've seen the past few years. And then, you know, you're also seeing a lot of people say, it's like, you know Najee Harris for Alabama is excited. They're going to have to fix something. And, look, I think they're going to. I feel better about the defense and Kevin still crafting a game plan specific for the Iron Bowl than I do about the offense. I want to put that out there. And a lot of that has to do with how good our defensive backs are. I feel really, really good about Smoke. I think Sherwood is going to be fine. And then the corners, uh, Pritchett and McCreary. I can't wait to watch McCreary cover some NFL talented guys next week. I can't wait to see what it looks like because I think he's going to do a really, really, really good job. Um, But the defensive line... They did better at times, but a lot of it was with guys playing close to the line of scrimmage behind them. And they're going to have to get pressure on their own next week because they're going to need as many guys in coverage as possible. So Derek Call did fine. Uh, he was their best as far as pass rushing goes, which isn't a surprise, or that shouldn't be a surprise. I want more of Big Cat. Um, just as a senior, I say that every week. I've said that, what, every week this season, just about, right? And then Colby Wooden's doing what he needs to do. I mean, he's been solid every single step of the way, every game. I want him to get more explosive, but I think that's going to be an offseason thing. I think that'll be his next season as a starter, is he's just going to have that burst off the line. I can't wait to see it. But um, I, I thought he was good. I mean, those are definitely the three best defensive linemen. Um, okay, so they put TD Moultrie in towards the end of the game. I thought he played more, but according to PFF, he played six snaps. And, man, first off, did anyone else see 99 on the field? And they're like, okay, who is that? It took me a second to be like, oh, yeah, that's TD. Um, Man, he just, I think that tape is going to be used to recruit against Auburn. I mean, this guy was a five-star, can't-miss dude, and then... A few years later, he's getting a chance in pass rush situations, and he can't. He got thrown around. It did not seem like he ever got control of his body. I, I, I hate it for him. I really hate it for him because he did not look comfortable out there. Um, let me know if you, what you think. 205-502-4285. I hate how negative I'm being. I hear it. I hear what's happening, and I apologize, but that's just kind of what I saw when I watched the game. I don't think, I mean, Auburn was a play away from allowing 24 points to do this team, and it's really the running game. The running game was just like, wow. Because we talked all week about how this Tennessee offensive line has underperformed all season. Um, next week is going to be a reality check, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I am wrong. 205-502-4285. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. We say it multiple times every single week, but we mean it. I'm actually putting an order in towards the end of this week. I can't wait for them to come in. I'm just going to get a full box of the peanut butter brownie um, just because it's my favorite. I'm just not a coconut fan. People love coconut. I think it's one of their best-selling bars. I'm just not a coconut fan. And I hate that because apparently it's delicious for most people. 
just not for me. But obviously, 18 amazing flavors you've heard about us. Uh, you've heard us talk about Built Bar in the past. All the bars covered 100% in chocolate. They're all soft and easy to chew, and they're good for you. They taste like a candy bar, and they are good for you. And um, they agree with your stomach. They agree with your body. They use good ingredients. You got to check out the folks at Built Bar, and we'll even give you a promo code for it. BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your order. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Promise you will not regret it. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get to the part that's going to stink from this. Auburn basketball is foregoing their postseason this year. This is I'm just going to read the release that Auburn put out yesterday. The Auburn men's basketball program will forego postseason competition for the upcoming 2020 through 21 season. The NCAA and the SEC have been notified. The athletics department and university administration in conjunction with Coach Bruce Pearl made the decision after careful deliberation and in light of the ongoing matter that surfaced in fall 2017 regarding former assistant coach Chuck Person. Auburn has cooperated with the NCAA and will continue to do so We regret the impact this decision has on our student-athletes, yet it was made in the best long-term interest of the program. Because of the ongoing matter, we will not comment further, but hope for a swift consideration and resolution of the matter. And then we got a, this is a quote from Coach Bruce Pearl. This was a difficult decision, but the right decision. I hate it for our current players. They lost the opportunity for the postseason last year because of covid Now they will miss the postseason again. It's a two-year postseason penalty for them. However, we need to take this penalty now and put it behind us. I mean, obviously, this is just a huge, huge bummer. Um, You hate it for some of the freshman guys. I think all the freshman guys are going to have multiple stabs at it, with the exception of Sharif Cooper. I think, obviously, you you think to worst-case scenario, and it's like, how does this impact recruiting? I don't think it should impact guys down the line because it's just a one one year thing. I hope this was discussed with some of the guys, but granted, they probably didn't know about it, so I, I I don't know. I wonder how much of a shock this is to the players, and it's just how motivated can you be in the regular season when you uh, when you're not playing for you know postseason seedings? You know that's that's a question as well. Um, I don't think there's any way to look at this, but yeah, this is a good thing. So that's. That stinks. Gosh, why am I being so negative today? Um, I don't really have anything else to add. I know a lot of Auburn fans um, are kind of, they were already upset with person, and this is just kind of another wave of that. I'm all for taking his jersey down. I think this is bad. I think, um, I don't think he deserves it. And I think he's hurt this program a ton. For some reason, I thought we were done with this. I guess we're not. Um, obviously, he be- they benched Wiley and they benched Purifoy, and then they benched Purifoy for like the first nine games of the following season when I was 18, I guess. It just stinks. It just totally stinks. Hey, let's get to some listener questions. 205-502-4285. Brandon from Atlanta. 
Hey guys, I'm glad it looks like this football team is finally starting to gel. I'm concerned about recruiting, though. Ohio State just nailed down the number one recruit in the entire country again. Meanwhile, Notre Dame just flipped Caleb Johnson away from Auburn. I think our class is ranked in the 20s. This is not good. It seems like four teams get all the recruits now, and the rest of us are fighting for table scraps, and Gus isn't even doing a good job at grabbing the leftovers. Would love your thoughts. Love the pod. Brandon, thank you so much for listening, man. Brandon from Atlanta. Love seeing out-of-state listeners. That's awesome. As far as um, you know, the, the program moving forward, uh, all the recruiting in the know people say the recruits are going to come. They know more about it than me, and there, a lot, some of them say that aren't Auburn people. So I'm not necessarily worried about that. If you had to lose an offensive line commit, it'd probably be Caleb Johnson. Just when you look at some of the other recruits, I mean, there are guys that are ranked higher, and Caleb was a interior guy, and I think they're fine there for a few years. So they've got a few classes to figure all that out. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I yes, uh, it's going to be you know, it seems like it's four, five, six teams, and there's a huge drop off there. But you know, if D Davis can do you know that you know it can be lightning striking, like we've seen with Nick Marshall, like we've seen to some extent with Jarrett Stedham, and obviously with Cam, like. Malzahn's offense, you know, this program can do whatever it wants. So I'm not, uh, I'm not too worried about it. Let's see here. Um, Randy from Beer Town, oh Milwaukee, got it. Hey Randy, weird game overall. Plenty of weird stats. One sticks out to me. Auburn punted two times, but only gained 385 yards of total offense and one turnover. Question. What did you guys think of the last drive before the half? I understand that we go fast until after first down, but we didn't look to be trying to get that first down. Love the show. Keep it up. You guys are my morning drive to take the kids to school. My son loves to look, put me in the parking lot with bears, part of the opening. Um, Randy. Awesome. Thank you, Randy. Really appreciate you listening every day and, and, and all the texts. It's really, really cool. Um, I'm okay with that. I I know some people get really upset with the whole like, you know, you got to score no matter you got to at least attempt to score no matter how much time is left. Gus has never really done that, or he hasn't done it in the last few years. There are times when it does bother me when they do that. Um, probably the most ticked I've been at Gus's coaching style was on the road in Tuscaloosa a few years ago. It was 18. And they just didn't even try. They had like, two, it was like two and a half minutes with three timeouts. And their defense had been playing balls to the wall. And they didn't try to score. Um, that bothered me when you had three timeouts in Tuscaloosa. And it's like, look, you can't play conservative to beat some of these teams. When you're the better team at home, I'm not too worried about it. But I definitely understand where you're coming from. Let's see. Um, I don't know who this is, but they say it's crazy that we could potentially be the only team to beat a number one team in both basketball and football next weekend. Boy, wouldn't that be wild? That would be crazy. Mike from Missouri, Texas, 205-524-285. Looking at the SEC stats, Colby Wooden is still leading the SEC in tackles for loss with eight and a half. There are still three, four with a bowl game games left. But it might be interesting to see when the last time a freshman finished first in tackles for loss in the SEC. You guys continue to do a great job. Keep crushing it. Boar Eagle. Mike, I can't imagine that's ever happened before. I just think through all the greats, like who it would be. Was Miles Garrett that explosive as a freshman? 
And like Clowney wasn't a stud. I, I'm just thinking re- recency bias here. Um, Mike, I'll look that up. I uh, I can't imagine that's happened before. Uh, let's see, Colonel Steve, the gloat. This will be the last one. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Hey guys, I'm wondering if the Smoke Monday pick six was one of the biggest game changing plays of the year. That one or Seth's TD versus Ole Miss thoughts. Yeah, yeah, uh, Colonel Steve, I think you nailed it. Um, this game looks totally different if that doesn't happen. I mean, that that play demoralized Tennessee's offense. I mean, just the whole mood of everything changed. Auburn played with a little bit more energy in my eyes, and I think Tennessee realized that was kind of their last shot, and they blew it away. So, yes, I think so. Because if this game has the illusion of it being close, if Auburn wins by four points here, I think we feel totally different going into this. Like I said, I think that pick six masked a lot of things, and that's okay. That's fine. But as far as the illusion of a 30-17 to 17 game, I think um, I think it's a big deal from a confidence standpoint, from a um, just from a general swag and energy standpoint. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I think that's a good one. I'm trying to think of other other things that happen. I mean, <laughs> as far as game-changing plays, like the, the backward spike against Arkansas not being called what arguably might have should have been called. Was um that's pretty game changing, but as far as like what Auburn could control, yeah, I think I think that's it. I think I mean it's a big play, a hundred yard pick six in a close game in the SEC. That is a big big deal. All right, so no days off despite it being Thanksgiving. So please spend all that with us. I played the wrong button. Here we go. Here we go. There it is. As we fade out here, playing the open again. I'm just trying to help Randy's son so we can hear the Bears thing twice. <laughs> yeah, no days off this week. Also, if you're driving somewhere and you want a lot of podcasts to listen to, if you haven't listened to our 2010 special, it's six parts. All in all, it's probably about two hours total if you listen to them back-to-back. Michael and I worked really, really hard over the summer on it. If you haven't heard that, please check it out. Reach out to us um, if you can't find it. Be happy to send it to you. We'll be back tomorrow. You can follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. And we're on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.